John Wick officially jumps the shark. Why does this have a good rating? It is terrible. <laughs> I mean, I wish there'd been a shark. Yeah, it's, that would have been great. <laughs> it's nothing but overstylized, overdone action sequences and comical characters. It, I mean, is this their first John Wick? Kind of the formula, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love the cinema, so that should be a warning to anyone considering watching this. Just the, don't. The cinema. The cinema. It's not real cinema. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a one-star review for my MDB. Hello there, and welcome to Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm your host, Andrew, joined as always by Ryan. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> and Steven. What? Did I? No, stop. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> you just used up like half of John Wick's line or Keanu Reeves' lines for the movie. So he did. He only spoke 380 words in this movie, and no, I'm, I'm only going to speak 380 in the podcast, and we just ran through like 26 guys. <laughs> that is one of them. the lowest in movie history. Yeah. For a uh, long movie, too. Almost a three-hour movie. Yes. I can't say much more. Keep going. Uh, so if you, haven't, if you haven't figured it out, <laughs> this week we are discussing the fourth film in the John Wick fran- franchise, unironically named John Wick Chapter 4, otherwise known as JW4, <laughs> no, or just no, don't. John Wick the Fourth. Don't. No, To stop. the cool kids. <laughs> J to the fourth power. <laughs> oh, get me out. <laughs> Do you just make J's with your hands and then turn it yep. into no, a W? gosh. Yeah. Let me out. I want off. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're talking about John Wick four, but before we get to that, uh, we're going to talk about, um, some other actors that are in this film. There's a lot of people in this movie. There is a lot of people in this movie. It can be Keanu Reeves if we really want to pick it, but yeah, Yeah. so we're going to pick other things that some of these think about using Keanu Reeves. Oh my God. It's right there. He's the main actor. I could have just dropped Bill and Ted on this. Oh, easy. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about some other films that some of these actors have been in because it is kind of a, um, um, a pretty large cast. Yeah, I mean, surprisingly, yeah. yeah like, which all the Wick films have had a lot of people. Like, yeah, it's it's not really who's been in there. who of of Hollywood, but there's definitely a lot of big names in here. Yeah. So I'm curious at who you guys picked. Okay, who wants to go first, Stephen or me? Not me. I'll go. Why not? Go for it. Get this out of the Lead way. Lead off. I forgot Keanu Reeves was in this film because he didn't talk enough. <laughs> so I went with Donnie Yen. Okay. And I went yeah. for the most obvious, the most slam dunkable choice. Hip Man. No. Rogue One. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to no, get the was... Star Wars reference out early. <laughs> get it out get early. it over with. So, yeah, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Which what is, does he say now? I'm one with the Force. The Force, the force is, is with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in this, he plays another blind character. He does. Who does things seemingly magically. <laughs> we'll get into that later, let me tell you. But he is honestly a great character in this movie in Rogue is. One. It's probably you know, actually no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna qualify. I'm gonna go right on the limb. Mm-hmm. It's the best material Star Wars has released since Disney took over. Ooh man mm. see that's that's bold words with Andor in the field. It is bold, but this is what spawned Andor. Like if this doesn't happen, Andor True. doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe. It's definitely the best so, movie they've put out. Yes. That's very that's I, a, I can, see, I can see, agree that was there. A safe statement. I yeah. don't want to place I want to get on the limb, I want to make Andrew. Mad. You know, and, and just just for the <laughs> make uh, people at home mad. Make them the uncomfortable. Ab- <laughs> Squirm in your seats as I say this. <laughs> for the absolute shameless shill, mm-hmm. you can go listen to a bonus episode where we basically rank all of the current Star Wars films in existence and Rogue One got pretty high on that list. It did. It sure did. For only a dollar. 
Yeah, check us out on Patreon. Dollar a month. All right, Shameless continue. Show. continue. Uh, we got that out of the way early too. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, it's just it's a great film. Uh, it's a I think it's a real standout even within the Star Wars universe as a whole. Yeah, just because of how different it can feel from a lot of prior Star Wars mm-hmm. and future Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does a great job in it. He's a great character in that he kind of really balances. Uh, some of the we don't really get like a true Jedi in that film we don't but he is kind of the next closest thing so he actually um, whenever they were they were writing the his character and everything like yep. that he actually wanted changes for him to be blind and a couple other mm-hmm. things because he wanted it to be less of an Asian stereotype yes. and more mm. um Basically giving his character more agency and more role in the film, which actually, I think it made it a lot better. Oh, no, I think it, it improved it wholesale. I was going to go into that as well, yeah. but because that's going to come up, too, with John Wick. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think he, he's a great addition to the film. It's also just a great film. Is it super zany, high-paced? No, it's going to be pretty slow and deliberate for most of it, but then it pops off with, you know, the best space battle that we've had maybe probably. in Star Wars. Mm, I don't know. It's close. Return of the Jedi. Are you going out on a limb again? <laughs> I, I, I like these limbs. I'm hanging out on some branches today, all right? I don't know. Return of the Jedi has probably one of the best space battles. It probably does, yeah. yeah. But but this is close. It is close. Yeah. I do like, too, that his character is, like, very different yet similar to a Jedi in that mm-hmm. film. And it kind of, like, almost serves the same role, but in a different capacity. It does. And it builds out the lore a little bit more. That like I really appreciated that. Well, when it, I, when it I was gives... There. Honestly, it gives Force users a different personality. Most of them, like, mm-hmm. you have kind of just, like, the wise mentor is most Force users in your mainstream films, right? Yeah. Whereas he is much more of a character. You can, you know, he, he tells jokes. He kind of has that wry sense of humor. You know, mm-hmm. he's not doesn't take himself super seriously. And I think that works really well, again, because of the dark, kind of serious backdrop we have throughout the movie. Yeah. And it lets him really play off, and it makes, you know, the emotional hits around his character hit harder. I, I think one of my I'm, favorite... I'm around spoilers here. Um, uh, you know, yeah. Seven-year-old Star Wars film. But. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite moments in, in Rogue One is whenever they are blindfolding everyone, and they blindfold yes. him. He's like, I'm blind! I'm blind! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> all right, Typical Ryan. Excuse. What about you? All right, I'm going deep cut. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. In John Wick, Clancy Brown makes an appearance. I don't even know who, who that is. is. This? Now he is the the older gray haired guy with the uh, the the scar on the eye. Oh, he's, he's the, like the 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 not an elder, but not he's an like adjudicator. A, a adjudicator he's a, um, or justice. Uh, oh, uh, he was he was the bad guy in RRR. No, no, that's Ray uh, Stevenson. Yeah, good try, but no. Oh, I tried. They're just a white guy with uh, a white beard, kind of portly. <laughs> I mean, they look kind they of the same. They all look the same, yeah. <laughs> What was his name in this movie? It starts with a G. He was the... Um, He's the adjudicator. No, that was John Wick 3, the bald-headed lady. Oh, yeah. gotcha. He is a... Oh, I it can't starts remember. with a G. Either way, whatever. It doesn't Anyways, matter. he was in Starship Troopers. It came out in 1997. <laughs> That's the movie I wanted to talk about. Wait, who is he in Starship Troopers? He's Sergeant Zim. He's the drill instructor when they oh go to, to drill. What? Yeah. He also was the bad guy in Highlander, the Krogan. He was the, the that was like one of his first movies. I was going to go that way and like do a whole Highlander thing, but I was like, <laughs> I want to talk about Starship Troopers. Yeah. So Starship Troopers came out in 1997, right? And it's a Paul Verhoeven movie, which if you've never seen a Paul Verhoeven movie, his most popular one's probably Robocop. Um, oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't think I've, I have seen that. Yeah. Yes. He has a very like hyper violent style, but mm-hmm. then also very like um, campy satirical yeah it's very like it's very like like in, in you know robocop it's all like you know sbf 9000 sunscreen because we didn't need the ozone you know and then like <laughs> you know like 
everything's just very cynical yeah. and the police corporate state mm-hmm. runs everything, you know. So Starship Troopers is It does not start with a G. It's the Harbinger. Harbinger. Yes. Harbinger. Yeah. There it is. Uh yeah, so anyways, in Starship Troopers the the incredible long uh plot summary on IMDb is humans in a fascist militaristic future wage war with giant alien bugs. Nailed it. End of sentence. They got it. Full encapsulation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Starship Troopers is a lot of fun. It's it's real campy. It's definitely like mid nineties or ninety seven. So it's got that like bad CG. It's but got it's, the it's got the mid nineties camp hard mm-hmm. in there. It's almost like charming CG now though, where like because it's not trying to take itself too seriously and it's trying to tell this yeah. almost cynical story that it, it's well, not as like the CG doesn't age as bad because you can look at it with like it, it helps too that I think most of the CG doesn't have like humans for scale in it. Right. It's just large space things. Bugs. Yeah. Or or the bug like you don't really get to compare stuff very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so like I've I've haven't seen this film, mm-hmm. so I, I wait. Haven't you haven't seen, seen Starship Troopers? No, I also wow. haven't seen Highlander. Oh, really? Wow! Yeah. Wow! What we need I, to have a Clancy Brown marathon. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I, am, I am familiar with Highlander, but I've mm-hmm. never actually seen it. It is an interesting film. So Starship, I loved it as a child. Yeah, Highlander or Starship yeah, Troopers? Hi, both, but specifically <laughs> Highlander. Okay, because I was like, so Starship Troopers has yeah. an interesting uh, moment. It has a, they have a co-ed shower scene in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the only way that they the actors agreed to do the scene was if everyone else on set was also naked. Uh, that's, yeah. so, that's the way to so do so it. So like the director was just in his chair naked. Yeah. <laughs> Cameraman naked. Paul Verhoeven is probably already naked before he was, <laughs> for the rest down, of the crew. He's down the cloud. He was like, yeah, yeah, sign me up. Let's go. Uh, but this movie's got Casper Van Dien in it back when he was trying to mm-hmm. be like a thing. Denise Richards, Dina Meyer, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, it does have Jake Busey. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I watch it every like five or six years. It, like It'll pop on Netflix and I'll be like, I'm in the mood for Starship. It, for it's funny first. because it, it, it very much so kind of subverts the actual book. Yeah. Because yeah. this is the movie is very campy and the book is mm-hmm. not not yeah. yeah it's it's very much so anti like the movie is the type of propaganda the fascist state would have created right yeah <laughs> basically but Clancy gotcha. Brown as the the drill instructor is great in that movie okay. it's yeah, not a is. huge role but yeah. like he's he's so war hardened and so yeah. like just salty he does great gotcha what's yours Andrew uh, okay so I chose not to go with the movie because there is a TV show that mm-hmm. has two of the characters in John Wick four in it. Oh. Um, over the course of the seasons, I think is that this, this, is, this is uh, the wire. No, oh, uh, this is Lost. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. choice. So, yeah. so I, Who's I chose in Lost. Um, I chose Lance Reddick, of course. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Really, Sadness. really unfortunate. Yeah, because um, he died very early. Mm-hmm. You know, he's only like what 60, 60. 60. Uh, he might yeah. be like sixty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he so passed away right before the movie, like like before the movie came out. Yeah, pretty much like the week before the movie release, which is really unfortunate. Just so I watched a red carpet interview with. It's Keanu when he like almost started crying. I was like, I gotta stop watching this. Well, yeah, because you, know, you work with these people for so long, and yeah. you know, you're friends. Well, they like some stuff I've read. Like Reddick had a lot of insight and input into like the early stages of the movies, mm-hmm. yeah. and they formed a pretty close friendship. So this yeah. hit him. This hit Keanu pretty hard. I mean, I, we still haven't really heard. I haven't seen anything other than it, it wasn't like a. It was deemed non. Nefarious, or yeah, yeah, it was just natural causes. Not a, yeah, yeah it was natural causes. So the other thing is too is that on, because of the, just how um, film and stuff is distributed, they couldn't basically fit in a 
um, like a like a, in, a in yeah, memoriam. Yeah, that's, um, I, that's right. Just yeah, because it was, it was so close. It was already. I mean, it was like two days before the release or something like that. It was already yeah. like out to theaters. Yeah. But okay. Anyway, so. Um, I chose Lost because uh, Lost has Lance Reddick in it, who plays uh, Matthew Abaddon, who basically is kind of like a um, uh, liaison for one of the the overarching major players later on in the in seasons four and five, and uh, he's kind of like the helper that gets people to where they need to go. Yeah, um, and so, so it's very, kind of a very similar role. Yeah, to John Wick. V- very mysterious. Um, you know, always he, you know, Lance always had those kind of like eyes. Yeah, that, like you, you just stare at him, and like you can just tell that he's like, like he's thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Like there and um, uh, throughout the throughout the seasons, he kind of pops up here and there. He's not a major character. He's just one of those when you see him, you're like, oh no, <laughs> right? Like, Something's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about to go down. Um, and then on top of that, uh, here Yuki Sanada is in Lost as well. I didn't he's, know he was in Lost. Yeah, he's in the last, um, basically the last season. Okay. Um, he's kind of like the the leader of, quotation marks, the others, mm-hmm. where kind of like they end up in like this temple kind of thing or whatever. And, um, but yeah, so both of them are in it, and that was kind of like the first thing I thought of whenever I was like, oh, Lan- that." so that's where I learned who Lance Reddick was, mm-hmm. was through Lost. Uh, and um, and here Yuki sounded I already knew, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, cool, it's him. And um, but yeah, so Lost. Um, if you were unfamiliar with it, just because I'll I'll give a quick um, synopsis here, uh, is um, are you lost? Uh, yes. I, <laughs> uh, had okay. Yeah. So here we go. Um, so series follows the lives of, of plane crash survivors on a mysterious tropical island over a commercial passenger jet from the fictional oceanic airlines crashed somewhere in the South Pacific. Each episode typically features a primary storyline on the island as well as the secondary storyline of a flashback. And mm. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, it's very much J.J. Abrams mystery box kind of stuff. And unfortunately, throughout all the seasons, about half the things that pop up as questions don't really get answered. Mm. Um, now, that, that's not to say that the show isn't good. It, it definitely hits its peak kind of early on, and yeah. then it tapers off a little bit. It's a very J.J. Abrams It is. Piece. But the, um, uh, the later seasons definitely are worth watching. And we just recently rewatched it a couple, you know, couple months ago. Yeah. And uh, we enjoyed every single bit of it. I mean, um, you know, like it's, it's still fine. It's still just, it's, I think that the show would have been a lot better had it come out during the age of streaming. Okay. And and not beholden to broadcast. Yeah. Cause it was ABC. And I remember, I remember when it came out, um, like I followed it for like, I want to say the first three episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. And then again, I missed episode four. And yeah, and you just can't. Never caught up, never saw the re, you know, so like Mm -hmm. you're just, you're lost until the first DVD set comes out, you know, then you can watch all of it. And I just never did. Yeah. And then I kept hearing mixed things from people, but some people were all about it. And then other people were like, it's jumping the shark. It's gone too Mm -hmm. far. And then after it ended, I was kind of like, well, now that it's over, maybe I'll check it Mm -hmm. out. And again, you heard a lot of, there's a lot of differing opinions on whether or not it ended satisfyingly or not. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those shows where, um, it, you can definitely like if I think it definitely if it came out now, mm-hmm. it would be a much better show for it just because one, they could push a little bit more of the action and kind of like the, I'll say the graphic elements of the show. Yeah. And they could also not be beholden to a hunt like an hour 
block of time for every single episode yeah to where there is a lot of pacing issues that happen throughout each season where you just don't need four episodes in here and you could crunch it down and and kind of mix it up to be a little bit more interesting extend some episodes yeah. shorten other ones yeah yeah uh but yeah so that was my pick uh you know lost it's you know it's kind of a hard watch to get people to watch it because it's you know, six seasons of a show but right um all right so we are moving on to john wick four which is what we're here for right that and is that's why i came what we're here yeah. for <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. We're talking about Rogue One. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, I'll still talk about that. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, buckle up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. to go to a galaxy far, far away. Uh, so John Wick 4, directed by Chad um, Stahelski. Stahelski, I think. Stahelski. 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 Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Um, cinematography by Dan Lauston, uh, who he has done basically two, three, and four for mm-hmm. this. He didn't do the first one. Uh, music was by Tyler Bates. It stars Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, oh, Hiryu Kusanada, Shamir Anderson, Lance, Lance Reddick, Rena Sim- uh, Sawayama, Clancy Brown, uh, uh, Clancy Brown, <laughs> Scott Adkins, Ian McShane, a massive cast it keeps here. going, yeah. yeah. And um, so we're going to go over a little bit of some box office numbers here, which are interesting. All right. so it's blowing the, up kind of, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so the first John Wick, um, we're going just domestic numbers here for the first opening weekend. Right. Not, to not total just gross. To, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so the first John Wick only got made $14.4 million. Not not too bad for kind of just a completely unknown thing. Well, that well, was also, when you have an R-rated film, typically your your take is less just because there's a whole subsection of, of yeah. people that just can't just go. Yeah. See well, it. And I want to yeah. say that was like 2014. It was 2014. It was. Yeah. yeah, so like yeah. that was... I don't know. I feel like because of John Wick and like maybe Deadpool and stuff, mm-hmm. we've kind of had a R-rated movie. Yes, we have, we have yeah. kind you know? of a renaissance of mm-hmm. R-rated movies getting bigger box offices. Yes, yeah. for sure. Uh, well, and this does absolutely tracks because then John Wick Chapter Two made basically double the money at thirty million point four, mm-hmm. um, okay. and then John Wick Chapter Three per, uh, Parabellum made fifty six point eight. So it's kind of like. Keeping it's the trend, trend up, kind of trend, itself. Yeah. Uh, you don't double it here, but John Wick Chapter Four, the one that we're talking about, is seventy-three point eight million dollars on the opening weekend, which is the highest, um, obviously, of the whole franchise. Yeah, and then it's also the highest R-rated film since twenty twenty. Okay, so since the pandemic, basically. yeah, since yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. So, so this also it did so well in an opening weekend that it kind of put back on the table discussions of Chapter Five. It did, which mm-hmm. is uh, interesting discussion. Um, kind given, of worrisome. Yeah, I don't know what the, the the thought process will be there, but you know they like money, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, yeah. So uh, essentially, as as of recording right now, uh, John Wick Chapter Four has grossed eighty six point two million dollars in the United States and Canada, sixty six point six million in other territories. And worldwide, so 152.7 million total. That's, that's yeah. pretty respectable. Yeah. Uh, very respectable. Is, um, now it had a budget of 100 million, so it hasn't necessarily made its money back yet. It's it's well on its way. It's though. well on its way. Yeah. And especially with all the buzz kind of going with it right now, mm-hmm. it's definitely uh, probably going to hit that number, at least breaking even pretty easily. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious at what. Our thoughts are for this um, because I think we have two John Wick stands in the room and then mm-hmm. one John Wick not stand. <laughs> and then we have a Steven in the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I'm curious to hear um, what you guys think about it. You want me to go first? Yeah. Uh, well, we should start positive. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. Do we, well, yeah, we need to, we'll, we'll do a um, critique sandwich. So we'll go, <laughs> yes. we'll go Ryan, Steven, Steven then me. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I really like this movie. I think this is my favorite of the John Wick sequels. Yeah. 
I still think I like the original I think John the Wick first the is most. still the best. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. the most solid, self-contained, like narratively the most acting and, and dialogue from Keanu Reeves <laughs> of any of the movies. I have, yeah, I have I have opinions on that. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. It's we'll not your there. turn, so we'll just there. calm down. <laughs> Look, Stephen, just calm down. Keep it parked in the garage over there, Hot Rod, okay? We're coming to you next. All right. so, so, yeah, uh, I thought the the choreography was great. I think so many of the the locations and set pieces and, mm-hmm. like, the sets, like, the um, the um, interior design, it's, like, and the, and the way the cinematography captures it is just incredible. And they, they do a really good job with color and bright and dark mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. And I like... All, all of the action set pieces are very creative, like the stunt work and the like, this is like a, a you know, the stairs level. This is the <laughs> car level. This yeah. is the, you know, everything has its own like feel to it. It definitely felt very compartmentalized like a video game. It did have a video game feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it had like set pieces is like this whole yeah. section, you know, in, you know, you know, downtown Paris. Yeah. Osaka or yeah. whatever is like this is how it is, you know, mm-hmm. and like the color schemes and everything changes. And yeah. I thought a lot of the characters were fantastic. Um, John Wick was okay in this one. He was fine. I, he was fine. But I, I think he was probably the weakest out of the whole cast. He was, and but everyone else in the cast, to yeah. me at least, did so good yeah. that it like almost counters it. And mm-hmm. I, I remember like, for me, at least, my history with John Wick is like I went to see the first one in the theaters, and I remember some of my friends were like, "That looks like a straight to DVD movie. What are you talking about? Like, why are you going to see that?" They, I guess they equated it to like those Liam Neeson, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like straight the, to streaming, yeah. the the copies of Taken that he did right with him. So yeah, not, not <laughs> he himself Taken. did yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I was like, "No, I think this movie's gonna be good." And of course, I'd heard the buzz, and I knew like a stunt director was gonna yeah. be directing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it, and then. The second one I liked pretty good. It was fine. It was fine. Again, they do a lot of cool set pieces, a lot of color yeah. and stuff like that. But the story of the second one kind of, for me, it was like, it's fine. Yeah. The third one I liked, I think, better than the second oh, one. I don't know. I think I the third know. one jumped the shark pretty hard. It, it did. It, the mm. third one, there are definitely some action set pieces in the third one that impressed me. Oh, like, there the, were, like the fight and like the knife shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, knife shop is oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely like felt a little too long. Yeah. Uh, this one to me, I don't know for me personally, I enjoyed it the whole way through. I think, uh, the cinematography, the action, it was all great. So I'll stop there before we get to spoilers. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Steve, right, we start out with some fascinating opinions over here. So, so we'll, we'll go positive. We'll go positive early here. Yeah. I think throughout the series, <clears throat> they've had a really good understanding of the use of light and color and mm-hmm. like high contrast dark with one, one character, you know, mm-hmm. spotlighted or yeah. picked out of the background. These kind of, They do a good job. They've done a good job of that throughout, uh, even from the start of the first movie with the club scene, yeah. they kind of set the tone for it there. And yeah. like, you see it in Osaka, you see it in the club in Berlin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like over, like they do that. They do that really well. Uh, I think where, and again, the first movie is my favorite by a pretty wide margin. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is the deeper we've gotten into this franchise, we haven't refreshed the emotional well and connection with John Wick as a character. Yeah. Yeah. The the first movie hits you hard on the emotional notes and we have connections and these kinds of things. But the deeper we've gotten, the less interesting he's been emotionally as a character in terms of like not just his motivation, but just like the stakes surrounding him and his connections. Like we constantly get these characters who come in who are, are pretty entertaining, interesting characters who have some connection in the past, but we've never seen them before. And then what yeah. their choices to have almost no weight to them because there's no connection. We need more backstory. Right. We yeah. need more, more they, kind of. They needed to have characters from one, two, and three that are showing up at this point. 
mm-hmm. for this movie or some some better. I don't I don't want to propose a flashback. See, the, because, the issue with that is whenever you um, your whole moniker is basically killing every oh, single yeah, yeah, person yeah, yeah. that you there's come a in there's, contact there's, with. There is a, 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 an issue there, right? Definitely. Uh, so my biggest issue on this movie is not that the stunts were bad. Mm-hmm. I thought that they did a cool job, but I think your video game uh, interpretation of it is really accurate in that it felt like I failed this attempt and had to do it over again three times because they did the first run of this set of stunts. Oh, that was cool. And then they did it again. And then we did, we went around the roundabout again mm-hmm. and it was like, am I respawning? Did I, I just, did I just see this? <laughs> and it had like, like the stairs, like all these sequences, they kind of did the same thing over and over and over again. And it was really, really drawn out mm-hmm. to the point where I, I, there were points in the movie where I actually like put my head back and audibly groaned. And I was like, oh my gosh, can we please move forward? <laughs> see, I never had that effect. <laughs> well, cause, but yeah, I, we'll I, get into it. In, I completely in agree with you wall. that like they were definitely it, it feels like the scenes, especially the action scenes, go on almost a beat too long. They, they yeah, so yeah probably, long. probably like an extra like two minutes too long is yeah. generally mm-hmm. kind of where... It feels like some of them could have been trimmed, a ha- and, and they definitely stretch the absolute fabric of reality and limits of the imagination oh, yeah. of how much damage John Wick can take in this movie. Yeah. Compared to the other ones, like he, he goes through way too much. I mean, any normal person mm-hmm. gets the hit by the car real. one time, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but in the other movies, if he got hit by a car, he would be like you know, out of it for a while. I mean, yeah. we, and we this one, him, it's like, I got to stumble to the next thing. Yeah. We <laughs> see him in the first movie. Like you'll have to, you know, pay for like a underground doctor and stuff. You know, yeah. like we don't see any of that. So I think that it, it kind of dovetails in with my biggest point. My biggest complaint here is John Wick four is two hours and 49 minutes long. Is it really? Apparently it did not feel that okay, long there was me. a three hour and 30 there, minute. There cut. was. And I'm really? so thankful they didn't go with that. <laughs> that movie wow. is an, hour and 13 minutes longer than the first John Wick where we got the most backstory and the most time spent on building up characters outside of action. I would have told you this movie was two hours long if you just asked me off the top no, of my see head. That's, oh, three so, hours. so again, wow. for, for me, the sweet spot oftentimes for an action movie is mm-hmm. the two to two and a half hours, depending on how like deep you want to get. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You want to you get a little more investment? Two and a half hours. All right, that's fair. You, you can cash in on it. John Wick 2, two hours, two minutes. John Wick 3, two hours, 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like this thing, again, for building up probably the least amount of emotional connection to our main character, they put so much more time into this and it's it's ends up a lot making a lot of sequences, especially as the film goes on, feel mm-hmm. very repetitive. So I wonder if they did that because this was theoretically supposed the, to be the, the last, the last movie. At, at yeah. the time, yeah. Like, yeah. And they want to just go all out. Go all you know, out. A, Leave a, nothing on the table. Like, yeah, here it's, it's it is. a stunt-heavy director. They've got a bunch of ideas they want to... And that's totally fine. They just... At some point, you have to make choices of, yeah. are you just doing, like, a demo reel? Like, this is how you <laughs> yeah. stunts? Or, like, hey, I coordinated that? You know, I don't know. Like, yeah. Andrew? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I liked it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that... Um, uh, the cinematography was way stepped up than anything else in the franchise. And they, they really yeah. went heavy like, on the, like, l- illuminated pools of oh, light, yeah. dark so contrast. I rewatched beautiful. three, mm-hmm. like, the night before I watched four. Yeah. Just because I already knew I, I, one I, and two. I oddly enough did two, but not by choice. Oh, well, what? this is only held you down? I, I, was in, I was in a hotel, and I just turned on the TV, and it, it was just, just on. on. Yeah. I can't find the remote. I guess I'm watching Why this whole thing here. Ah. The door doesn't work. My legs, I can't get off the bed. Oh, no, those clockwork orange things are, like, holding my eyes open. No, what kind of Before hotel is you. this? 
<laughs> yeah, so I willingly watched three. Um, and yeah, I agree. I feel like the cinematography in this one stepped it up. Like a way, bit. well, yeah. so I, I like looked back at all the other cinematography credits because I was like, is this just a new guy? No, it's just the same guy. So he clearly hmm. honed his craft. Yeah, really honed the craft in between the two uh, or three and four. Yeah. And um, well, I will say now they had a lot of time to work on this. They did because they delayed it multiple times. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in 2021 and then it was delayed to 2022 and then it was delayed to, to yeah. now. Like they've had a ton of time in post-production to like fiddle with some levels like amp it. Oh, we could like, you know, let's let's get in here and really hit the blacks yeah. and then bring up the lights and yeah. get some highlight or whatever. And I don't know how many reshoots they have, but they could have like punched I, I up some I don't know if they did reshoots or not, but like they had a, a ton of time in post to, yeah. to yeah. work on it. But yeah, so like, you know, I, I liked it pretty good. I thought that I do agree with Steven that the emotional stakes that mm-hmm. we've been kind of on was really, really high at the beginning. And then as we've gotten further on, just because the whole conceit of this franchise is basically like he is just a walking like death beam. Yeah. And anyone that he comes in contact with will eventually die. Yeah. And but you can you can do a lot more with that. You you can right like we like there are, there are other ways like again it's just they they gave all the emotional weight at the start of the franchise and we've been kind of you know running out of gas running yeah. out of gas on that running on fumes on that the whole way and they haven't given us a, a refresher like give me yeah. a inject I've, us with something. I feel like the twist or the the shift was the first movie was like you know, the emotional weight of like what, you know, he lost. I'm yeah. trying not to spoil the first one. Even if you're listening to this, come on. You <laughs> um, and in this one, it's more of the ramifications of what happened in three. So it's like a revenge. Oh, it's, it is. It, movie, it, it definitely which is, is. less, I, I guess it's less um, emotionally impactful for an audience to get behind. Yeah. I think what it is, is what we're seeing is kind of like the transcendence of the character, John wick from being someone that exists in this movie to someone that exists in pop culture yeah. where you're just supposed to yeah. root for John wick and you want John by, wick by to default. get his revenge. Right. Well, you know? And so that, that kind of brings me to my other, other part was this is just a superhero movie at this point. The first one yeah, was absolutely. very much grounded in reality mm-hmm. at this point. Like if you're at movie four and you haven't bought into the conceit of he's not like the, the likelihood of him dying in this film is very, very low. Yeah, just yeah. because, like, regardless of if he gets hit by cars, bullets, or whatever, he's the main character. He is the master assassin. This is what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Movie three definitely kind of felt like that was the you know the shark jumping moment. Yeah, uh, but and also kind of the moment where they they started doing these really extended stunt scenes. The, mm-hmm. the, the a lot of the action set pieces did feel like they did go a little bit too long, especially in Paris. Um, I thought Osaka, the Osaka like set piece was actually quite yeah, good. The, the I first, liked that. The one first a lot. part of the movie, yeah. I didn't. It feel like, buy, yeah. oh, we keep, we're repeating. It was, it well, was the later parts where it was just like, holy well, even, cow. Uh, like, honestly, the, the fight in Berlin was killer. It that, was great. Yeah, that didn't feel bad either. Again, it, the, it's, it's Paris. When, yeah, once you get to the it's Arc this. de Triumph uh, circle and everything, mm-hmm. and he's just getting hit by cars, and you're just like, oh, gosh, all right, come on. Like, we got, I know we have, like, another 20 minutes in this film. I don't know. That one started off pretty pretty wild no, I no, like no, the way it started and there are some fantastic yeah. moments in there which we'll get into in behind the spoiler yeah, wall yeah. but uh, but overall um, you know I thought the movie was pretty good yeah. I thought Donnie Yen completely stole the film I, I would say Donnie yes. Yen did great I also think uh, Bill Skarsgård oh, did Bill really Skarsgård was yeah, great that too was, yeah. that he almost stole my, it from me my theft was him as a villain oh he's yeah. great was a, a great Represent like he he has that like down pat like mm. dude is this actually what your life is like, his outfits 
that oh, he wore man. were killer. They yeah. they fitted him out with some suits. I was like, where do you even buy something like that? <laughs> you have to be French to, to buy it. I guess uh, so. Yeah, you yeah. got to show up with the right accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Donnie Yen as essentially a blind master assassin uh, was great. I liked him as Kane. His, his emotional arc was quite good, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you actually wanted to root for him more than you wanted to root yeah, for his, John Wick, I his, think. His, the, kind again, of, yeah. the emotional weight of what he had going on yeah. was kind of like mini John Wick, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were getting these these bits and pieces, and it was like, you know, I like we, we just got introduced to this guy, and we're, we're kind of pulling for him, but we're pulling against our main. This feels kind of awkward. <laughs> well, I almost was going to say that when we were talking about the emotional weight. is almost like there's almost not enough room for John Wick to have a lot of emotional weight because we're doing so much with – um, Kane yeah, and his just, whole story. You just need like, to connect them either better at the start yeah. or give give us something to make that. And then just by default, it has weight yeah. with Wick because we have the weight. There. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once you make that connection, you're, you're golden. Well, yeah. and I'm sure if they had originally planned that this movie was going to go four movies in deep, they would have maybe introduced him earlier. In yeah, like one I, of the obviously they had no yeah. idea where this yeah. franchise was going to go at the time. Yeah. Well, cause you know, like the first one was, was a big like post um, box office hit. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just and then they're like, "Oh, we're going to keep doing it." And they're like, "Oh, we just doubled our money. We just right. almost doubled our money again." And hey. you know, like, yeah, like we <laughs> yeah. can we can keep doing this. Well, because now they've greenlit a, a TV series. They called have the uh, what is it? The, the ballerina? No, no, that's the Anna de Armas movie. That's yes, that's a, a spinoff. Spin-off. Okay, I knew there was a spinoff. So, well, so that, there yeah. there was also a. Um, it's the name of the hotel, the Continental. Yeah, yeah, the Continental. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Then there's also the. Um, uh, there's, you know, Donnie Yen has like, oh, I'd be open to doing another doing John, movie. yeah, as yeah. Kane or whatever. Right. So, you know, you could have a spinoff there, which I'd totally be fine with. Which I, I mean, like Donnie Yen. Yeah, so, so we, they, we, they might end up, I guess, ballooning this out into, yeah. it sounds like they're trying to create a, 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 a cinematic universe. A cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. Well, we also, you know, not to continue the Marvel superhero, you know, metaphors here, we also get a post-credit scene. So, we you do. know, like they, yeah. they, they're yeah. kind of playing that game. So, mm-hmm. so um, before we move to the ad break, would you... Rewatch it, and would you recommend it? Uh, number one, absolutely. I own the first three yeah. on you know 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> I will own this one because the it's a great example possible. of 4K. I have an movies. IMAX theater in my basement. I, I wish I did, man. <laughs> my wife only let me get a 65-inch TV. I'm like, let's go for the 85. <laughs> It'll take up the whole wall. Can you believe it? Um, <laughs> so I, I watched this at uh, we we have a theater here in town that has like the uh, the Dolby Cinema. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. it there that has the the HDR mm-hmm. projectors and all that stuff, and like the colors were like insane and popping. Mm-hmm. So I number one, as a fan of HDR and 4K content, <laughs> yes, I'll be getting this just as a showpiece for uh, you know a Blu-ray, yeah. but also because again of the sequels, I think it's my favorite. Of I, the sequels. I definitely think it's the best of the sequels. Um, so I, I, I'll definitely be rewatching this, and would I recommend it? Only if you've seen the first three John Wicks. Yeah, I you're think this no would idea be what's going on. Not only a pretty hard film to just jump into, I, I guess you could watch it just for the pure, like, you know, the hilarity stunt, of the coordination, of like, the appreciation. Of it, yeah. So if you really, really enjoy action movies and, and stunt choreography and, and action set pieces, yeah. and you're like, I want to see something that's like an execution of the highest caliber in American cinema for mm-hmm. sure. Or this may be a foreign film. When was this? I think it was filmed in France, a large part of it. Uh, I mean, I still think it's an American it's production. Still yeah, it's a still Hollywood American, yeah. like comparing it yeah. to like a Hong Kong action, right? Movie, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. this is one of the better examples of like just choreography and mm-hmm. fight scenes that you'll get. So if you just want that, go for it. Yep. Check it out, Stephen. <laughs> uh, so my rewatch 
uh, recommendation here comes with a big caveat, right? And I've already talked about this with the two of y'all. So I do not know if it was just the theater we were in or if it was actually the film from my own viewing perspective. It just it felt a little too dark throughout and hard to keep track of what was going on. It's got to be the summit. It it probably. So my be, caveat would be I would like to pro- I probably would like to rewatch this like at home. Yeah. Just in my own, you know, controlled environment where I can watch on it. On his iPad. Yeah, on my phone. Sure. Just on, yeah, just, just <laughs> on you know. your phone. On yeah, my like iPhone a, 5 in, in like the bathroom. Min, like a minimized. Bluetooth earbuds. Yeah, minimized No, window. just phone speakers. <laughs> so either way, just in some other environment where I can yeah. be like, okay, maybe I just missed some things that happened in the yeah. background or yeah. whatever. Uh, so I'm not like wild to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I've actually really gone back and rewatched the other three. I know mm-hmm. I've watched the first one more than once. Yeah. I think I've seen the second one more than once. I know I haven't seen the third because the third one also had kind of the extended stunts where it yeah. makes me just be like, oh, get on with it. Uh, <laughs> things. So I haven't gone back to that one. Yeah. I actually went back and like reread synopsis. But, okay, where are we? I want to make sure I understand you know, yeah, who the these basic people are going to be. Yeah. Um, would I recommend it? Now, if you are a fan of John Wick as a series, absolutely. This is this is for you. Uh, buckle up, Buttercup. It's long. <laughs> but if you are a fan of big stunt set pieces, crazy over the top, I think the director has actually said, you know, like, the point was the overindulgence in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if you're in here to just be like, hit me with all the, the crazy gun battles <laughs> and just go for 25 minutes, like... <laughs> Yeah, get in there, get you a watch. It's it's yeah. gonna hit hit yeah. the bill. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I think it's a great um, great movie to recommend and watch, especially if you like the action, gun fu, whatever. Um, yeah. It's very anime and video game esque. There are some phenomenal kills in this, just like very creative <laughs> ones, and uh, you know, hard hard to pass up, right? Are you currently not feeling overloaded with golden Spanish doubloons? Well, let me tell you, have we got an affordable option for you. If you want to check out the rest of our great episodes, SpoilersIntendedPodcast.com has every single prior episode for free. That's right. Not one doubloon, not two doubloons, no doubloons needed. Zero doubloons. Zero doubloons. You're welcome to give us doubloons, though, if you want. We would love. I can can give you an unmarked address. If you want to donate me a Spanish doubloon, I will not tell you no. (laughs) However, everything on the website is free, including links to great things like our Discord, our socials, and our Patreon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and on our Discord, we have uh, great amounts of um, discussion every week, every day. We like to talk about what we're listening to, what hobbies we're doing, what we're watching that isn't even podcast related it's a great great place to kind of hang out yeah and then also we have two things of social media two two services we have facebook and and instagram (laughs) two that's it so you should definitely follow us check us out we post fun stuff on there and we also post every week what we're going to be watching and reviewing the next week and where you can watch it so you can uh, watch along with us And we are back from our shameless shill ad break, and this is the spoiler wall. We, we this is you know if you go any further and you haven't seen the film, uh, you know you're going to be spoiled. I'm sorry. Yeah, like get out now if you don't want to be spoiled. Otherwise, yeah. carry on. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. We've committed. We've done, we've done what we can. You're locked in. Clockwork Orange just take it over. Your ears been propped open. I'm in the same hotel. I'm gonna listen to this who podcast. Keeps, who keeps booking this hotel? They're holding my ears open. I can't stop listening. 
Um, all right. So before we get into our breakdown, I have some trivia that we can go through. Trivia. trivia. All right. So uh, we've already talked about um, Keanu Reeves speaks just 380 words in this film. Lowest, one of the lowest in, in um, main characters for a movie. Um, mm. Keanu Reeves went through 12 weeks of training in martial arts and stunt driving to do as many of the action sequences uh, himself. Um, I know a lot of that was the nunchucks, mm. um, which I like. Dude. Like nunchucks, really impressive. Nunchucks are such yeah. a like a high skill bar thing to just wield. There's yeah. a lot of risk reward. Oh when you're yeah, using like it's, it's a phenomenal There's a lot of risk. Very little reward. Very, it's a you can mess up and you're club. gonna mess up so bad. <laughs> it just will club you on an, any given moment. Yeah. So I know that that was that was one of the big things. Uh, the scene at the beginning of the film in the desert was done without digital enhancement. The place where John Wick meets the elder is an actual rock where Lawrence of Arabia was filmed. Mm, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the Paris subway station where John meets uh, the Bowery King and Winston is Porte de de las. One more time. I, I'm not even going to try. Um, it's often seen in films as this particular station it has a disused platform that is still kept fully functional so it can be rented to filmmakers um, who wish to shoot in a Paris subway and they don't have to disrupt regular traffic. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so basically the, like, the Paris government has just kept this here. So, you, you can know, just rent you it. can just yeah. rent it out as a filmmaker and still shoot in, in Paris. Yeah. And in not, have, subway, to, like, like not have to like, get, you know, like permits or whatever yeah. to, to stop traffic or whatever. That's like extremely clutch for filmmakers. <laughs> yeah. More places should do that because every, all sorts of movies have like subway scenes and stuff. That would be, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last one I have is Sven uh, Markart, um, who plays Klaus. 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 Uh, is a photographer and a bouncer of Berlin's most famous techno nightclub, Bergein. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he's, he's Klaus. I am Klaus. I, I, I am loved, Klaus. I loved him. That's such a random character in the middle of all this. <laughs> like, it's, it's it's so, like, comical because it's just so ridiculous that you just have this one dude that's just, I'm Klaus. I'm Klaus. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get to it. Uh, spectacle. What are we thinking here? I mean, I'm just going to start off with the 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 top-down shot with the uh, incendiary Dragon's rounds breath. in oh. the freaking shotgun. It made me feel like I was watching Hotline Miami. I was like, this is amazing. I, I won't lie. I saw them like do the test fire with that as they're like getting gearing up to go out. And I was like... Oh, we're going to have fun they, with this. Did they just... Did they get Dragon's Breath in this? Like, what? Yeah. Is <laughs> this right. idiot not going to bring this to a John Wick fight? He's going to get that shotgun. <laughs> but, dude, every time he shot that thing, I was like, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> was, that was one of those great uses of where it's it's a very dark scene, yeah. but it's just so punctuated with just the boom. Oh, extremely the bright. Yeah. 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 So, according to director Chad. <laughs> director Chad. <laughs> director Chad. <laughs> the inspiration for the top-down action scene featuring the Dragon's Breath shotgun was from a video game called Hong Hong Kong Massacre that was released in 2019, which I'd never even heard never of. Heard of, never heard of I was just like, oh, this is just a top-down first-person shooter. shooter. Yeah. That's great. Well, not first-person shooter, first third-person. Very a top-down yeah. first-person shooter. GTA. <laughs> You're God looking down. <laughs> well, early, first early, early GTA, because later yeah. GTAs are over the Third-person, yeah. Third yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, man, I thought the Dragon's Breath scene was just phenomenal. Yeah, that, that was great. I think, again, we, we talked about a little bit before the spoiler wall, but I think like the, the set design, the costume design, the cinematography, mm-hmm. the use of color and light, and, and the action choreography all were just, for me, spectacle- to the max. Yeah. Like everything was hitting on all cylinders for me. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty fantastic. I'm 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 right on the same level there. Like the yeah. c- cinematography was just great. The action choreography was good, especially at the beginning of the film where everything was very crisp and you could tell exactly what was happening and blocked out to where you knew where characters were at all times and everything, which I thought was great. Uh, towards the end, uh, especially going up the stairs, mm-hmm. um, it, it got a little muddy of kind of like exactly where people were in well, relation. Because uh, I don't know that so, stairway, like that stairway up in France. It's you know, just obviously. a stairway. Well, because like I don't know like where people can actually come out of. Right. Like in like because at least what, when you're in like a building, you can see like other doors and everything. You're like, okay, someone's going to come out of there. Someone someone's can gonna, come yeah, out of yeah. there. Where this? Like just, all around yeah, you, 360. Kind of yeah. So somebody at work pointed this out. Another uh, friend I work with watched it, and they were like, if you notice when he falls all the way, <laughs> which as soon as we saw the stairs, I'm like, he's going to fall down every, every single, single stair. <laughs> when he's falling back down, there's no bodies yeah. from all the people yeah. that he killed on the way up because the guy worked is like, I kept waiting for him to like hit one of the bodies and stop, <laughs> but he didn't. So he's like, were there other people running in and like pulling him out? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. That's very much like a video game where the bodies yeah. just fade they out. Fade because, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to also shout out the the scene where Donnie Yen starts putting the doorbells around oh, places. Yeah, that because was so cool. That was a great I start. I didn't know what that movie. was at first. He puts it up. I was like, that doesn't look like a plastic explosive. Oh, yeah. What is this? Ding-dong. And then so like, yeah, he's shooting <laughs> where the sound, I was like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, again, high points were really kind of at the start for me. Yeah. In terms of, uh, except for the dragon's breath, because yeah. that was just a fun sequence in general. Yeah. And at that point I was kind of like, just give me anything, please. <laughs> <laughs> then, then they made him fall down every stair and I borderline in the middle of the movie. This is like, rioted. I almost was just like, get on with it in the back. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was just like, good Lord, get him up these stupid steps already. It's so wild to me. Cause I was like, yes. Oh, <laughs> no. So our whole, um, our whole theater laughed yeah. whenever that happened. It was, it, it also like it was almost played for comedy, like the way he rolled. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, was it almost, absolutely was comedy. Like if there had been like a boom in there or something, I would be no. like, oh, okay. <laughs> what about the uh, the Scott Adkins in the fat suit? Oh, he scene? was great. That, that was, was good. great. That was good. I was like, I always just assume with Scott Adkins, because I haven't seen any of his solo movies. Because he's, he's a martial artist. Yeah, he's a martial yeah. artist, but they're all like straight to DVD mm-hmm. fair or straight uh-huh. to streaming fair. I always just assume. It's like he, discount John claude Van Damme. Yeah, he's like a bad actor is what yeah. I assume. <laughs> but after seeing it, well, that's my assumption is he's really good at martial arts, but he's not a good actor. <laughs> Whereas Jean Claude Van Damme has won multiple Oscars. I don't know if you know that. Uh, uh, in sure, his own right? mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like him in this movie, I was like, let's put this guy in more stuff. Right? This so, is great. Oh, so yeah. that whole sequence, like when they like sit down at the table and everything, oh, I was yeah. like, wow, we just like ripped a Bond villain out of like the seventies here and just great. dropped him in yeah. with like the gold teeth. Like I really liked that sequence. Yeah. Especially like the dealer and the cards. Which, although I will Kane's say, like, let me guess, there's five of a kind. Yes. Well, but also when he dealt the cards out, I was like, okay, what kind of weird French game are we going to play? He's like, five card draws. Like, oh, what are we, children? Like, what is this? <laughs> the, uh, so w- when he popped up on screen, like, I didn't know he was in this movie because I, I was like media blackout mm-hmm. after the uh-huh. first teaser. I was like, yeah, I know I'm going to see this. Like, yep. no point. Uh, he pops up on screen. I recognized him. Mm-hmm. And I turned to my wife, who obviously hasn't seen a Scott Adkins movie if I have it, you know? And I lean over and I go, that guy is a very good martial artist in a fat, in a suit. fat suit. So this scene's going to go nuts. So Get ready. It's funny yeah. too, because I don't, I don't know who Scott Adkins was, mm-hmm. but I knew that he was like, I knew that he was a martial artist, like 
after the fact. So you didn't recognize him when you I saw didn't him. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. Yeah, I, but I know Scott Adkins was a marshal. I just didn't know it was Scott Adkins. Got it. Got it. Got it. And okay. um, so you know, like they're you know going through the scene and everything. I'm like, oh, clearly this guy's gonna <laughs> die. And um, he and gets then, that first round. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh man. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> this he guy's like got some moves. Cranks back for that <laughs> kick, and I was like, whoa, hello. Well, and then he like he treats it like he's basically like a sumo wrestler that can like martial arts kick. Also, yeah, dude, yeah. insane roundhouse. Also very flexible. <laughs> so Scott Adkins has like a bunch of um, like YouTube videos mm-hmm. that people have done where he's done like martial arts yeah. workshops and he shows people how to like kick someone three times in midair before you hit the <laughs> ground. And like he does a bunch of yeah. stuff like that that is probably in all actuality not effective in a martial arts fight, but it's wildly impressive to mm-hmm. see somebody do it. So um, I was waiting for him to do that. Like, <laughs> like a Liu Kang bicycle kick before he hits the ground. <laughs> So for for his like makeup and stuff, like he obviously had yeah. a big fat suit and a lot of prosthetics and stuff. And because they were filming in the uh, in like all the water uh-huh. yeah. for for a lot of the action sequences, like it would all get waterlogged down. Oh, so he's like to where he's like twice. even heavier oh, than what he had. And he just had to that. deal with it just because like they you know take. It's not like we have eighteen yeah. fat suits yeah. you swap <laughs> one out real fast. Hot, you can't hot yeah. swap a fat suit. It's not yeah. how it works. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I thought he was great. Like. What a crazy club scene, too. Like, that's another thing, spectacle-wise. They always come up with, like, the weirdest and wildest clubs well, they have, in every movie. they have, like, these incredible clubs that, like, you and I would never be admitted into. No, the no, there's no chance. It's, 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 it's like 100 that, yards uh, that place. It's like that Seinfeld episode where George Costanza gets the picture of the hot girl, and he shows it, and they, like, they let him into the club. Oh, yeah, And then yeah. he loses the picture, and he can't find it anymore. It's like back. a meatpacking plant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, wow. Well, so the thing I love about that uh, <laughs> that um, that club scene is, like, mm-hmm. while John Wick is just, like, railing these guys with hatchets in the foreheads and stuff, <laughs> yeah. like, you'll see people in the back, like, stare at him. We're like, oh, no, that just happened. I'm just going to keep Anyways, vibing. <laughs> yeah. I'm on, I'm on so much ecstasy. Oh, <laughs> and I'm <my> European. <laughs> they yeah. just keep dancing. Man, this German club is wild. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, man, who paid for this show? But I do like the commitment throughout each one where they've had kind of like a wild, basically a, a wild fight scene where the background is just oosk, oosk, yeah. Oosk, oosk. yeah, it feels great. Because I think that's a really cool play, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a good, and you have kind of like, does when does the crowd realize, like wh- like how does the panic react? Work? Yeah. yeah. And like, how does he, like, you know, he's got a drawn gun on Adkins' character for a while and he doesn't take a shot because there's just people, yeah. there's so many people in yeah. his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I liked those kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. And again, my, my big downer on Spectacle is... It's it's the whole concept of you know, you want to have you want to season your meal right you want to have various things but like the sequence around the Arc de Triomphe mm-hmm. with, or in the, the is exhausting the circle so it was like I thought about this and I was like man imagine if you had just a whole sequence and someone just got in there and was like Dutch angle cut Dutch angle cut. Dutch angle, we like this cut. Dutch angle, like imagine how horrible that would be, and it kind of felt like it was the same. Where they're like, we have three tricks up our sleeve, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, <laughs> two, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, and just it's like, like a waltz, dude. Guys, you've pl- you've, you've played this out. <laughs> move someone forward. Move anyone anywhere, and like. <laughs> Up to a point, right? Like the world building has been interesting because mm-hmm. there's been kind of like, oh, like the whole thing of like, it's been uh, silly. One night in a hotel yeah. costs one doubloon. One drink at the bar costs one doubloon. Would you like to be stitched up from major medical trauma? One doubloon. One doubloon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I don't understand how this economy works, but 
it's at least kind of interesting and it feels kind of like the whole, uh, you know, almost like Underworld or any of those other kinds of movies where there's like this seedy, hidden background. Secret the, society. The normal people, yeah, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. But we hit this point here in Paris where apparently Paris just doesn't have cops. Because, like, they have yeah. a raging gun battle for, like, 15 minutes at, oh, I don't know, one of the most famous well, landmarks in the city. That's kind of a hallmark of all the movies, though. Yeah, that so it kind of is. So there have only been cops twice in all the franchise. Right. But yeah. be- that works for most places because most of the fights either take place, like, inside of, like, a club. Yeah. Like, a very exclusive party of some, you know, mm-hmm. Italian whatever. But not, whatever. like, literally in the middle of one not, of the most not famous in the places middle in of, the world. Not in the middle of one of the... Biggest, yeah, like, like, of this, like, they went to like the Notre Dame if it hadn't been burned down, and they had a gun battle, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah. where are all the people? I don't know, you know, like, it's, it was one of these things where, like, it's again, if we have a quick shootout and the action progresses somewhere else, mm-hmm. then I don't start thinking, dude, have, how have the cops not responded to this yet? But when we spend 15 minutes, in it, a was, traffic it really circle. wasn't that long, it was like probably five, it felt but... like 15 minutes. Okay, so we're uh, gonna anyways, move on yeah. to performance, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so I, I'm actually going to start with a negative here. Okay. okay. I'm not really sure what Lawrence Fishburne is doing in these films. I don't know that getting Lawrence paid. Fishburne knows what he's doing in these films. <laughs> getting paid. I think he got cast because somebody was like, hey, you were in The Matrix with Keanu. That'd be cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure, what am I doing here? Just like, read the It's line. kind of a plot yeah, thing, like too, a but I just don't know what his character is there for. Well, I, I feel like, to me, you know, with each of these movies, we learn like a little more kind of of the lore, if you will. Yeah. They, they uh-huh. build on the Continental and the High Table and that, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But what we don't understand more of is the Bowery and how all that, the underground homeless guy so, stuff so my, works. Like, my impression has been that, like, so the Continental High Table, like, that is your your high-class version of this society. Yeah. And the Bowery is your low-class side of it. That kind of, like, they supply information. Like, like you know, like, John Wick goes to the version of the Continental in Italy. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's basically a sommelier there who's like, yeah. well, you want something for dinner? I want something big and robust. Oh, here's an AR-15, you know. Whereas you need a gun and you're in not as nice a place. You just, you know, well, where's the, where's the, the hole in the ground I can find? And we'll, we'll, we'll hit up a dude and he'll hand me, you know, a Glock with yeah. know, four bullets yeah. in it, you know, for, yeah. for a doubloon. Yeah. Well, I just feel like, like, you know, for me, like when they end up in Paris and he also has a network there, I was like, Oh, so this is like a worldwide thing. Cause yeah. my initial impression uh, was that he was New York. York. Was yeah. that like, he was basically a reject from the height or the continental. And then mm-hmm. he started his own little underground network. And then kind of, I think it's in two or maybe it's three where you kind of learn that like, Oh, they kind of work like a necessary and, evil together, yeah. you know, like together. See, I think that he's the final boss. Hmm. I, I, like, I mean, just, like, just because of like the way, like how many connections that he seemingly has. And he's just, he's yeah. so basically invincible throughout. Cause I mean, yeah. he gets threatened in two and three and yeah. three. And yeah. like, there's been no consequence. He still just flies where he wants around the world. Yeah. Well, he yeah. lived in three after they cut him up or whatever. Uh, he got seven slashes after. Oh yeah. Seven, yeah. Gave seven bullets. Seven bullets. Yeah. 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 So back to his performance though, like, I don't know. Lawrence Fishburne like is just kind of yelling every now and then. Yeah, and then he's like, "I'm the king." <laughs> he's just saying <laughs> that. First. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a mood. It's weird. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I haven't seen a lot of Lawrence Fishburne movies recently, aka since John Wick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm familiar with a lot of his older stuff. Yeah, and okay, the Matrix. I mean, just, well, I mean, I even before the Matrix, like, I feel like he was a good actor. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he still is. Is what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah. I don't know well, that I've seen him do anything. He, he may just since, be like, in the point now where he's just like, I show up, I get paid. It's a good life. You it know, could like, be. I yeah. mean, 
So to your point, like I don't yeah. know what he's doing with the performance either. He may just be Lawrence Fishburne in every movie now, and he's just showing up and having fun, and getting <laughs> which paid. is fine. They're yeah, like, hey, get paid, man. Yeah. Uh, so the the one character I, or um, actor I really liked was uh, Rina Sawayama. She mm-hmm. played Akira. Akira. Yeah. Uh, so Hiroyuki Sanada's uh, daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, or I get, and also the concierge yeah. for the, for the Osaka. Um, uh, continental and I thought she was great. I thought she did really good. Uh, yeah. So she was like basically a pop singer before this and um, Chad, director Chad. <laughs> Chad. Um, director he, Chad. Golly. Uh, he didn't even know anything about her and he just basically was like looking at YouTube videos and just found a video of her and he just offered her the job. Because this is her first movie, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I thought she did fantastic. She did really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked and honestly would have liked to have seen more. I wish we had gotten more of her and Hiroyuki's character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, all, I mean I'm mean, i always down for some right, more Hiroyuki. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I would have, <laughs> like, again, it was like, hey, we paid a bunch of money to bring in, you know, Hiroyuki Sanda. So anyways, I'm going to kill him in the first 20 minutes. I mean, but I he, he did a, quite a bit in that. He, he did work in yeah. that 20 he, minutes. He, yeah. he, take, he does what he needs to do in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he hits that button, they're like, don't do this. Everything turns green. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. I wanted more. Uh, well, that's more plot. I'll, yeah. I'll save it. Yeah. And that's, that's my, my issue here too, yeah. is a lot of my performance critiques really fall under like a Just plot. kind of what existed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did. I really enjoyed uh, Bill Skarsgård as our Oh, villain. he was phenomenal. He was a great villain. Like, it's one of those things where it's kind of sad that the, the villain's fate for the end of every John Wick is just die, to die. Yeah. Because he was one of those who like, man, like this dude could just be such a thorn in someone's side for so long. Mm. Like, he, he so could have just gotten maimed in this movie and come back in five even more unhinged. R- run, away like, like, <laughs> run away like yes. a coward, more convinced he has to come. Yeah. 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 Because uh, he did, he did fantastic. I, I and I knew he was in it, but I wasn't like sure what kind of character he was going right. to play. And mm-hmm. I've seen him play in a few movies, especially like Pennywise on the yeah. it, you know reboots. Mm-hmm. He's really freaking scary in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked uh, Shamir Anderson. He's, uh, he's oh, the, the um, tracker, he's, he's the dog tracker. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did really good. Uh, which I, I don't know who I haven't. Don't think I've seen him in anything else before this. I don't. I don't recognize yeah. his name. Well, man, that scene of him and Skarsgård in the uh, horse stable. Ooh, that was a good one. The two of them going back and forth. That yeah. was yeah. Awesome. yeah. My, and okay, I can't say it on this family friendly podcast, but one of my favorite lines from Donnie Yen <laughs> is when at the uh, very don't, end, don't take the deal. He said, "No." He says, uh, "Skarsgård says, think of your family," and he says, "F yeah. off," basically. <laughs> but he says it extremely forcefully and loud. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just my theater because we had like the Atmos stuff, but it like popped. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Tell I him. mean, well, it, you feel good too because like uh, Kane at that point is so over it. So over it, yeah. yeah. Like, because he, he's only there to basically allow John Wick to kill this guy at right. this point. Like, because he's not there to to try and kill John. No, he's just trying to do what's right for yeah. his daughter, trying to keep mm-hmm. her safe. But I thought Donnie Yen's... You know, like maybe that character arc isn't the most original, but his performance as Kane, I thought was like, yeah, fantastic. You know, well, and and one of the big things too for his character, um, they initially had him dress up in more like I'll say traditional, like um, yeah, very like, like stereotypical Japanese, yeah, stereo- Chinese, Chinese, yeah. Japanese robes and the like. Mm-hmm. And and he basically was like, no, 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 we need this to be a little bit more straight laced with without any stereotypes and all this other kind of stuff. Well, I think and, like one of his lines in a quote is like, why don't I get a suit? <laughs> yeah. I want a suit. <laughs> yeah, and and with those kind of things, like that's why I like Donnie Yen as an actor because he has he doesn't mind speaking out against that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it, it honestly makes the film better for it. One hundred percent. It does. 
Well, also, also, like, it, also, his glasses or sunglasses were styling. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are good. Which also, it gives a really good contrast between his character and Hiroyuki Sanada's character, who is yeah. very much a traditionalist. Yes. Has, even within the society, he has kind of the traditionalist ideals mm-hmm. of, yeah. you know, honor and these kinds of things that play out. You, the varying fates of these characters yes. as their, their commitments to mm-hmm. who they are, basically. Yeah. Well, I love that we got to see, you know, a very, you know, larger than life Japanese actor and a Chinese actor interact so much yeah. and have that mm-hmm. scene together yeah. in an American movie. Oh, it was, that feels it was great, great to yeah. me. You know? Well, like, and the choreography for that fight was just <laughs> so oh, yeah. good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to the score. Uh, there's no more score score here, but no, we're just no moving score, on to the score. score. There's yeah. just score. <laughs> just score. It's not as fun anymore. You, you don't get to make you, Yeah, you can't say, well, the score of the score. We can uh, still say well, it. <laughs> <laughs> make we sense. already have. We said it like four times yeah. at this point. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and start with this one. Um, I thought the, the, the whole soundtrack by Tyler Bates was great. Mm-hmm. However, um, the use of popular music was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very happy that I got to hear Justice in a major um, motion picture. Major motion picture. Because <laughs> yeah. Justice is one of my favorite, just kind of like, I'll say techno bands or whatever, mm-hmm. or groups. They're not really a band. There's only two guys. Yeah. And they're both French. And um, him uh-huh. go, like him going uh-huh. up the uh, <laughs> going up the stairs to Genesis. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. There's, there's a lot of moments in John Wick movies like that where I feel like the soundtrack by itself is awesome. It's great, yeah. But when you pair it with the visuals a lot of times, it just amps up so many of the fight scenes. Yeah, and even, it really even does. like you, we were saying earlier, like the club scenes, mm-hmm. which is goom, 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 you're like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's just perfect, right? Yeah. That kind of, because we already have the big stakes of a fight. We've got the, the crazy contrast of the light. We have spotlights going. Yeah. Random, you know, coked yeah. out people dancing around, <laughs> and there's a fight in the middle of it. Then you hit it with that cranked up music, and it just, yeah. it's, it's the perfect, yeah, like the mm-hmm. synergy on all levels. So, like, yeah. it's yeah. it's very, uh, it's very much so kind of like a Matrix pull, if I'm a little honest. bit, yeah. Because like, Matrix yeah. definitely had some of the techno stuff in there. Yeah. In kind of like your fight, kind of like almost clubbing type scene. Well, they had a couple of clubbing scenes yeah, in the Matrix. They that, did. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, and right I mean, the, start, the, yeah. the, the, the big the big one, at least going back to Matrix, is whenever they're going through um, the basically the security checkpoint mm-hmm. at the yes. end of the first film. Yep. And that that music that, that kind of punctuates, I can't even remember, but it's like yeah. a very like popular techno band at the time. And. Um, I, I was just really happy with with them just adding justice in because like they were in France in Paris, justice is French. It feels I'm like whoever put together the soundtrack, Tyler Bates, I guess, yeah, knew. Okay, yeah, like this is this is gonna match this scene yeah. perfectly, mm-hmm. and they're French, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure if we had anything else to add for soundtrack. No I critiques, mean, really. Was, like, I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, it, it was great. good. Yeah. It was good for you know a. Uh, I think the song you're thinking of was "Spy Break" uh, by Propellerheads. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure that's yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was it was good. It I think it did a good job of punctuating action. It did a good job of you know kind of covering the other scenes. I, again, if we had bigger emotional moments, we could have had bigger emotional music to yeah. hit with it. Mm. But we don't. That that didn't happen. Yeah, but it's, it's not that kind of film. Yeah, for a John yeah. Wick yeah. film, this was this was a, a good soundtrack. Yep. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the plot, which is um, um, a total mess. <laughs> It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah, a little bit. So as we've gotten gone further into like the John Wick lore or yeah. like whatever universe this is in, um, it just becomes so increasingly harder for me to like accept how silly this actually like to buy this in. world yeah. is, which is fine. Like I'm here just to watch some creative kills and yeah. Keanu Reeves just you know be a one man wrecking crew. 
Um, but man, it's just so silly. Well, I think the, the thing is in the first movie, it was essentially just more or less like window dressing. dressing. Yeah. It was yeah. like, Ooh, there's a hotel. And when you put, you know, a doubloon down, yeah. If you know the right people. You, but, yeah. But then they're like, okay, we have to make an entire lore yeah. out of nothing now. Well, cause again, I, I don't, I presume I have no idea. Like, I don't think they had all the lore for the continental I, and the high I table it, yeah. mapped out no. when they did the first movie, you yeah. know? And so it's, it feels almost like, Ooh, wouldn't it be cool if, and then they <laughs> do it. And then it's like, now we go into the next movie. We're like, Hmm, actually these two things don't really connect, but you know what, whatever, wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if, and then <laughs> they just keep going. Well, well, see, layers. There's, there's, there's not just the law. There's also the super duper secret second set of laws that certain characters know and others don't. And then we'll introduce that. And then we can make this. Yeah. Where it, yeah. It's like, okay, we're getting a little like, are all these people like lawyers? Like how do they keep track <laughs> of all these like addendums and caveats? Well, and, and then, you know, in, in, in their own universe, they don't really stick to their own rules of like, they're talking about the duel, right? Yeah. So they're like, you know, we're going to have to have this duel. And yeah. it's like, this is old school style. And it's like, uh, well, and no one can touch him after once, once he does the thing. And right. it's like, Oh, guess what? Well, but it's like, if, yeah. you know, if he dies, you die too. Talking to, yeah. um, uh, uh, Winston, Winston. Yeah. yeah. Like you die too. And then it's like, okay. So then at the end, my presumption was that like if, if, uh, Skarsgård dies, you know, Kane dies too, because that yeah. was, that was, you come on the field implied, together, you, yeah. you leave together <laughs> in whatever form. And then they're like, uh, your daughter's free and you get, uh, everything you need. Whatever. Yeah. You're totally good. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, get out of here. Oh, well, well maybe, okay. maybe the Harbinger, Harbinger was just kind of like, man, I, I hate this dude. Nobody likes like, this probably, guy. It kind of was. Cause was, <laughs> what was that one line? It was a very good line and way to go. Clancy Brown for delivering. He's like, uh, don't ever let your ambition get, uh, like outweigh your worth or yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> that was a, that was a, like, you're talking to like your, the, the hunting dog that the table has put out here and like said, Hey, you have value because you're going to take care yeah. of John Wick for us. But if you don't, if you prove you're not capable of this, they will burn you down in an instant. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. But even the creation of the marquee as a character mm -hmm. was kind of like, okay, we, we have trouble with John Wick going after the entirety of the high table. That's too amorphous of an idea. Yeah. So we made up some rules in the background that the high table have all voted and gave this dude extra judicial like, power yeah. because he's the marquee, which makes it easy for us to have a single guy that John Wick's going after, which yeah. I appreciate from a like, yeah. cool, a, a plot point. Yeah. more Skarsgård, so I'm on board. Yeah. But it felt like they got to this movie and they're just making it up as they go versus like having, like I said, a roadmap at the front and they're like, okay, here's how the high table works. Here's how, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I, I did like, um, I guess all of the marquees, um, henchmen, which are basically just heavies in a video game. Oh yeah. To where, so, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go like, This is henchmen related. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, just of how kind of like, silly they are yeah of like you know they're all like the styling and like they're you know they're gray spanish suits. gray yeah. suits or whatever and killa the the main guy mm -hmm. um who you know stops two arrows with his dude forearm. when he catches that arrow <laughs> i thought he was going to catch it in his hand and then it pans around and I'm like, he just took it in the forearm yep this guy's so so i'm not beast. gonna lie i thought that dude died like five times in the movie and like both my wife and i had an ongoing conversation of is it the same guy? Is he back in or they just all look the same? <laughs> oh. Like we were really confused 
about because like we, we, you know he gets hit by like multiple cars he takes multiple arrows he and falls it, downstairs yeah it looked like yeah. well not just downstairs he gets thrown over like a balcony and to lands on his below. neck yeah so that dude's like, name Marco Zoror he's also a martial artist like yeah. uh, Scott oh, Adkins. I mean, it makes sense yeah. I it just like I honestly thought like at the start in the fight in Osaka that he like, took a couple arrows. And then, like, Hiroyuki's character went in and, like, sliced him and just gunned him down. I was like, oh, wow, we're just, like, we're knocking these dudes out. And he pops back up. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I thought <laughs> that you were the dude that he took that pen off your lapel because you were dead. And here you are back again. He just looks so much like the every general henchman. That- yeah. yeah, like, they all, like, and I, again, like I said, we had kind of a, a, an ongoing conversation of, like, is that the same guy or is it, like, they all look the same? I mean, so, they all little, did, they all did look the same, but I think that I mean that's kind of the point, right? right yeah, yeah. 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 It, it was just one of those things. Again, we had a, a, maybe perhaps a slightly dimmer experience. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say maybe you need to crank up your theater projector. <laughs> well, now I will say this is totally irrelevant. Or anything else because Andrew mm-hmm. mentioned it too when I brought it up that oh we had like this little like speck on our projector and Andrew's like no that was in the film I saw that in my theater too we, we I didn't had see a it on mine on our screen <laughs> yeah and it, it was there for like a good portion of the it film. was there for a chunk of it yeah. Or it was there the whole time, and it just it as just, we got darker at Paris at night, it just didn't see it anymore. Well, it's, it, yeah. it's possible that it's uh, based like it, it only made it into like certain versions of the film. Yeah, or like just, your, like, your for a different type 4K of 4K Dolby, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's not in there. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, because I didn't. Yeah, it's possible. I don't yeah. know. I don't and know. I noticed stuff like that. Like yeah, oh, oh no, yeah, you I noticed that, like a hawk immediately. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I I saw it and I, I would have like, gotten up and wiping the screen. <laughs> what is going on? I, I was like, well, maybe because they're doing like the horse chase. Maybe it's something that kicked up on it. No, this is a different angle. That's not the camera. Oh, and yeah. then like my wife leaned over and she's like, "There's a speck on the screen." I was like, "I know." Uh, but yeah, I mean, like the plot for this film is is paper thin. It doesn't really matter. I think. I, I think. I, yeah. I did like what they did with with Kane's character. And, yeah, that that uh, helped a lot. Yeah, it did. And, and I, I liked the dynamic between Kane, Wick, and uh, Hiroyuki's character. Oh yeah, it was great. Well, I, I do wish if like if we were gonna play that dynamic, if we would have either extended that further into the film, mm-hmm. yeah. or had his daughter figure in the film. More, a little more, yeah. Because like, she's kind of yeah. disappeared. Like I thought, oh, Wick is like the the kickoff here is she's going to be like working opposite side of the table from him, trying to get this guy's revenge. Right. They're gonna cross paths later on, and it's gonna be like, don't kill, and maybe like, are we gonna have a romance angle? I don't like. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. And then she just fell off the face of the earth, and that was it until your until the after credits. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. For, it it would have been nice if like yeah she was a much bigger part of the rest of the story yeah. because then you have this tie-in of like, you know, she's trying to help John Wick, but then yeah, Kane, like, right. you know, she's wanting like, to kill him, I, but I, he, yeah. Kane's trying to help John Wick. And like, I, I feel was like struggling to pin down uh, the tracker's motivations, like what his ultimate goal really was here. Money. Yeah. Well, right. But like, well, why? For a 1K. Like, but like the money kept yeah. going up and then Typical he would millennial. like change his idea or whatever. <laughs> uh, but like, I, like I did, I had, you know, a hard time with his motivations up until John Wick, you know, saves the dog. And then yeah. okay, crystal clear now, but like a character like her, her motivations are super clear, super obvious. I know yeah. what her goals. Are, so I wish we'd had maybe a better, a little bit more, like yeah. Kane's motivations and like his conflict is really understandable. Keanu's conflict, really understandable. Winston's saying like most of these characters, it's really, it's pretty cut and dry. It's, it's known. So like I, it, it flows better. Yeah. Well, and I liked the performance. Of oh yeah. No, I think he did a played good tracker. Job. So I wanted more with him to mm-hmm. get, yeah. Give to me like, some depth. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just with this movie, especially there were almost like too many characters it, it, in, in yeah. terms of like you had the daughter, you had tracker and mm-hmm. it's almost like you need to pick one. 
right to, and need, give us more meat on the one bone. of those characters yeah. to like become both at the same you know what i mean like merge them in right. some way and i don't know like this is because i'm completely clueless on what they're trying to set up with like the tv show of yeah. or, or if there's gonna be a john mcfive who's right. gonna carry over and like yeah. anna de Armas and ballerina mm-hmm. like so it, are these characters going to make an appearance in that? And we're yeah. going to get more of Tracker's backstory in like the Continental show and yeah. more of like the daughter's story in Ballerina or like, right, how's yeah, that yeah. going to work out? You know, so mm-hmm. there may be designs that we don't yeah, see. Yeah, we just, just don't yet. see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But just but for in the this purposes movie. of this movie. Yeah. 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 And I, I think ultimately for the plot, where the plot was really harmed was just the pacing was mm-hmm. one. It was, there wasn't a whole lot to pin you know, the emotional ties to, and then the pacing was hard. like, you could have one or the other, right? You could have a really slow, deliberate movie that just winds you up into a little ball and cuts you loose. And you know, Andrew walks out sobbing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can have the fast paced wow, action, straight, flick. struggling straight for you, <laughs> right? For the jugular, or you can have like the fast paced action flick, boom, 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 right? Hits keep coming. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of landed in between that but without the emotional weight. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, again, it, they needed to cut, like, 20 more minutes out of this and most of it in the stunts just yeah. to kind of get this thing to move. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Uh, now, I will say one thing that I really liked, and this is this is kind of edging into entertainment. And we're, we're basically um, there. I mean, we yeah, can just call transition, it Transition, baby. Call entertainment. This All is, right. So I have a question for you guys in uh-huh. just a second, but my, my probably my um, – it wasn't even my favorite moment, but I loved how – uh, John Wick got basically the Spike Spiegel ending of oh, where yeah. he's yeah, just yeah. laying on the, yep. on, the on the stairs in front of the church. I didn't even think about that. It and, is and they, exactly they just, the they Spike Spiegel They need to blast ending. that song in there. I can try to think of what the name of the song is. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Has uh, anyone but, done a fan edit of that? I'm going to go home tonight. <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the second I saw that, I was like, it's Cowboy Bebop. It, it was. Yeah. Here yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. But, wow. and, um, and because, like, it still ended with the fact that you don't know if he's actually dead or not. You assume. That's kind so, of the point. Yeah, like, number one, like, we see a grave. Let's get into that mm-hmm. for just a little bit. Like, yeah. We, and but the, the assumption is that, like, this was their way of either making this the last movie or, or playing it off like we faked his death so he could be out. So he could be out. Truly yeah. free. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. may be like, maybe there is no John Wick 5, but maybe he has a scene in Ballerina and now he's not an assassin anymore. He's something yeah. else or mm-hmm. whatever. But like the dog looks off camera and whines at one point and I thought, oh, uh-huh. he's about to run over there to him or yeah. something's going to happen. And they don't do it. Yep. And, and okay. So real quick though, for those that didn't stay for after the credits, the after credit scene is basically the the daughter uh, Akira, mm-hmm. but you see Donnie Yen's character Kane walking up to his daughter with like a bouquet of flowers, and then she whips out a knife and it goes to, to right. Black. Yeah, so, so we it. may have that as a continuation. Yeah, uh, which yeah, you know, I wouldn't hate. So I will say I saw this in the trivia, and I, again a little annoyed because the our our showing was so dark. I had a hard time mm-hmm. picking up on the paintings that we had in the background of some places. Uh-huh. Mm. They're real super deliberate in painting choices. Oh, they really? definitely were. Yes. Oh yeah. So in the Met. Uh, this is not one I'm familiar with at all. I really wanted to know what it was because, like, man, like I, I feel like I've probably been in these rooms at some point in the mm-hmm. past. I want to know what this was. Uh, it's called The Death of Sardanapalus, which depicts a Middle Eastern monarch watching as his subjects are murdered around him by his own guards, mirroring the arrogance and self-destructive mm-hmm. tendencies, right? Yeah. yeah. And then we had, you know, other stuff for Winston. But the big one is there is a f- painting that is shown opposite John later in the film that is uh, the inc- I cannot say this word, the incredulity, incredulity. incredulity of St. Thomas, which is uh, basically he doubts Jesus' resurrection, right? And it depicts yeah. Jesus with the stigmata, the wounds from the cross. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, those are the same injuries John receives. He gets stabbed in the hand. He takes the wound in the side. Yeah. Oh wow. So okay. the, there has been there has been some speculation. Like the chairman of Lionsgate has made comments about the idea of John Wick's resurrection. Yeah. Okay. So they're kind of paralleling some of that. So like this was there. They definitely. I mean, played, John Wick Five is just going to be named Resurrection. Right. Yeah. Like they played. <laughs> oh, that's right there on the. Yeah, yeah. It's there. Like they played these cards in such a way where, hey, you know, if the film does okay, we decide we're done with it. We're done with it. But if it makes us a lot of money, we want to keep making money. Yeah, I mean, I'll, well, I'll definitely go see the next one. I mean, I'll be curious. I, I want to know like, what's your excuse. Like, I want to know what happens. You know? Well, and Keanu Reeves has been quoted as saying, "Like, I'll make these movies as long as fans want to see them." Yep. Yeah, like, that yeah. was his comment, like earlier, or as long as I can. He's almost sixty. <laughs> he's getting old, and yeah. you know, he does a lot of his own stunts, and that is a lot yeah, of work. It is. So while we're still in entertainment, uh-huh. <laughs> were you entertained? Oh yes, absolutely. I, I was extremely, and Stephen less so, but still. I a mean, little bit. I was decent. Like again, the core of the the universe and the film is there yeah i i just i think that it could have it needed more time trimmed and worked on yeah and i i again uh, you know not to play on this i had some thoughts as like especially like the the duel was being played out mm-hmm. where they I, I really like the card turning thing of where it's like an initiative draw oh, oh i love that just, those yeah. big metal cards yeah Holy i thought cow. that was kind of cool right <laughs> Uh, but I really, really expected, and you even quoted it. You quoted it at the start of this episode yeah. of Donnie Yen as Chirrut Imwe saying, "I'm blind." Oh yeah. And then, like the the marquee, like they know it's it's pistols at dawn, thirty paces, and he's like, "I elect as my second cane to take my place." He's like, "I'm blind." Like, how do you expect <laughs> me to shoot a pistol at me? Because they yeah. they emphasize throughout the movie, right, with the the little motion sensing doorbells yeah. and like he's like running his cane and his sword along, yeah, along edges and stuff to like and like they did a really good job of him kind of like judging his you know territory surroundings yeah based and so on sound. I, re- I thought that that was going to be kind of the plot of it was we have them put up opposite each other where it's like well to start with Kane's blind he's already at a huge disadvantage and he doesn't really want to kill John Wick the person he yeah. really wants to get rid of is yeah. the marquee and Wick really wants the marquee doesn't like they're friends, right? They have kind of some agreement with Kane. Yeah. So it'd be like them missing as they steadily get closer. Yeah. And then we have the Marquis step in because he's frustrated with the results. And yeah. then we have the, you know, we got something different. But like the whole time I was like, man, like we're, we're relying on the blind man to like just wing him. And then he stabbed John Wick in his good hand. He's relying on his off hand to just wing him. I was like, I don't know if this is the best plan, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that. Th- that shows that he was maybe torn on whether he did. Right, yeah. They, you know. they, they, I feel yeah. like yeah. the conflict was definitely there. Yeah. I just, again, I thought there was going to be a, a different way for that to go because like, well, as soon as they were like pistols at 30 yards, I elect Kane to be my se- my my uh, <laughs> substitute. It's like, really? The blind guy? You're going to give him like the one-shot <laughs> yeah. pistol at 30 yards? <laughs> this is yards? what you're doing? What? Yeah. This is your play? <laughs> this also, is your plan? <laughs> two things. I loved, I like how they did that with the, uh, where he didn't take the shot and that's why he had the extra shot and it plays into his arrogance of yeah. Scarlet's yeah. character. The other thing is when they're flipping the cards and, you know, they're discovering all, discussing what you get. Like, mm-hmm. you're exonerated and you get the Continental back. You get your job back. You're yeah. back in this. And John Wick just kind of looks <laughs> over it. Like, an angle. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you get, like, eight things. I just get, like... You're good. Bye. I mean, you know, you sent Winston in to negotiate. He's going to negotiate a piece of the pie for himself. So, um, okay. So question for both of you. Uh What was your favorite kill? Oh, God. So I'll tell you mine. Yeah. Start with yours. Okay. So mine um, was Akira 
whenever mm-hmm. she basically rolls on top of this oh, dude. Like with climbs the, the with, dude with no, the knives? No, oh, no, that one was great. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, but she ba- she basically rolls up on top of this dude, puts her knee on his neck, and then just fires um, a longbow like arrow right, directly right into, his, into forehead. his forehead. Oh. Yeah. oh, it was so cool. <laughs> I would say... Hmm. The her climbing up the dude. With her the climbing the dude was, was pretty was good like, too. That I was like, brutal. wow, we are we are in for the brutal on this one. Let's, yeah. go, which again was why I was like, I want to see more of her where yeah. she's just brutalizing dudes, just going, going on her way up. Full, yeah, um, and she was injured at that point too. No, she wasn't. No, she got no, injured. Yeah, after, she got injured. Yeah, I want to say my favorite, and I'm trying to remember. There's so many. <laughs> there are a lot of kills. I think it was either the first or second. It's one of the first people he kills with the dragon's breath. Like mm-hmm. when he takes uh-huh. the shotgun. I, Maybe the first guy, maybe the guy he takes it away takes from. Takes it from, yeah. And he just smokes this guy, and you get to see, like, how <laughs> like, like destructive, destructive it is. Destructive the, the dragon's breath is. That's probably yeah. mine. Well, I like, too, as a solution of everyone's wearing these stupid bulletproof suits. Fine, I will set you on fire. Right, yeah. <laughs> I got like, a solution for that. You will not say no to me, all right? <laughs> uh, I think, so I don't know if I have, like, a one individual moment. I think y'all hit on two of the good, really good ones, yeah. along with uh, her doing, like, the, the climbing climb. up the dude. Uh, I think <laughs> for me, the thing that I've I've really liked, honestly, throughout throughout the series is not, it's not the kills, it's the kill confirmations. John Wick puts people on the ground, yeah. and then once, like, it's so, like he fights two dudes, he knocks one down, gets the other one down, they're both, like, bleeding out, and he's like, pop, pop like there is no getting up there's no follow me there's no i will avenge you later you are down you are vulnerable you are dead well and they they play on that a couple times where like he he hits a person then he hits this other guy twice and you hear the other guy go like and and he he turns around yeah Uh, I I really liked whenever Kane's character just went into like spray and pray mode to oh, where yeah. he he would just like sidewind the the gun and just fire in just a general direction and yeah. like I think something's over sounds there. sounds are over yeah. here <laughs> yeah which I, I also kind of laughed a little bit because it's like hey we're playing like the blind guy right his his strength here is that he's gonna hear better like everyone's just in a enclosed environment bow, 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 bow. <laughs> he's not here and squat yeah. just like everybody else. <laughs> I actually really liked how Donnie Yen used his his walking stick slash oh, sword yeah. that was, to, that was well to basically find stuff whenever he needed to, and apparently he said this was his one of his favorite roles that he's done, just because he had to get creative with how he had to fight. Well, also like, and I don't know how much he studied. Like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he walked around without with like sunglasses, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like, like uh, eye patches on or, or whatever, something, yeah. or blinders, or if he worked with blind people to train, mm-hmm. but like his movements felt like that's like he what, couldn't actually see. Yeah. yeah. Like he couldn't yeah. actually see like his, his movements felt believable. And yeah, the way he traced the edges of stuff with mm-hmm. the cane and stuff was so, like, so the performance there was good enough that my wife questioned me midway, midway through the movie of, hey, this is the second, blind martial artist he's but is he actually blind he's like no 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 no. he's he can see we'll we'll like put it man on at some girl, point you're talking about it man uh, <laughs> so i i speaking on like the double taps to make sure that everyone's uh-huh. down whenever he was doing it he just like stabbed the stab oh, people oh, yeah three that was one by like, stab <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it would again. It'd be a dude on the ground. He goes, oh, I gotta walk back over here. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, stick uh, you real quick. Yeah. So it sounds like we're kind of winding down here, and um, you know, obviously, this is. I, I had a lot of fun with this film. I definitely yeah. go see it again. Uh, you know, it's it's silly. It's a superhero film. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. 
John Wick does the full Spider-Man treatment of he when he loses his powers, he just falls and bounces off a car. Yeah. No big deal. You know, like, yeah. like this is absolutely a superhero film at this point. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we appreciate you listening to the episode. Yeah. And obviously, you know, if you did like what you hear, um, you can obviously toss us a re- review wherever you would like. However, mm-hmm. um, we do have a Patreon, and you can get in at the ground floor at $1 or one Spanish doubloon. You can send it to me, unmarked address. I'll send it to you. Just, you just, <laughs> you just me bury it somewhere and send me the map, and I'll come GPS pick it up. Cordis will <laughs> yeah. dig it up, yeah. It's like, a, what's that called? Geocaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you leave the doubloon somewhere, and I'll geocache it. Uh, yeah, for $1, you get access to... I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's highway robbery what we're doing here. Like, I can't believe we're doing this for a dollar, guys. The amount of content we're giving oh, out. Oh, we're robbing from ourselves. It's ridiculous. I thought, okay, sorry. I thought that was going <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. What are you talking about? We are the <laughs> highway, and we are robbing ourselves. Um, yeah, for $1, you get, you know, at least one bonus episode a month, plus access to all the bonus episodes we've already done, which is just a wealth of content. Yep. What are some of your favorite bonus episodes, Andrew? Mm, well, we did mention the Star Wars tier list episode, which mm-hmm. was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some other really fun ones like Soda Rankings, uh, oh, which is... That was uh, an interesting one. It was very interesting. I had a very big stomach ache after that. I did not feel so great after <laughs> I don't know that. if it was the Taco Bell, because we had to try the Baja Blast, or if it was the 18 sodas we chortled <laughs> down. It was, it was absolutely the Buffalo Rock ginger ale it's, going it's down to totally, everything oh, totally at the, the end. Rock. That would set like a chemical reaction <laughs> off in my body. Anyways, that's a good episode. Steve, what are some of your favorites? I mean, Presidential Fight Club. Oh, yeah. We we, we, we did an episode <laughs> where Day. we just looked at the portraits of presidents to see, and just based off their portrait alone, could we take them in a fight? Did we think a, we could fight them. Did we think we'd lose. Yeah, yep. that was a fun one. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that does sound like all the time we have this week. And until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs>